You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Right, it's important for the listeners to know, Kyle, that we are actually at least three metres apart. Well, I try to be four metres apart from you every day anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. But it's important that our special guest is uh, at least three metres, maybe more, because he's a national treasure and we can't oh, have him catching anything. <laughs> it's Jonathan Jiffy Davis. Well, afternoon, boys. What's happening, John? <laughs> no, not much, to be honest. <laughs> it's like all on, uh, everyone's kind of just trying to stay kind of safe, isn't it? And yeah. uh, hopefully listen to a bit of common sense and, um, you know, survive this these next couple of weeks. So I hope. What, what are you doing then? Because you, like me, you like to get out and about and do a little bit this, that and the other, but it must be a nightmare. Yeah, it's, um, I think the good thing is the golf courses are kind of all the clubhouses are closed, so you can have a, a knock, uh, you know, the flag pose, you can't touch your flags, can't touch your flags, there's no rakes there and, you know, keep two or three uh, metres apart. So, you know, it's kind of quiet now, but, um, it just you got you know you don't play t- too much golf because it does get boring like everything else. So yeah. I am drinking too much in the house to be honest because <laughs> you know the glass of red, the bottle of red opens up most nights and uh, you know which is not great. And, and I and I try and keep fit. I got stuff in the gym. Uh, go down to uh, uh, a place which is like only one on one. We you know without any open air. So trying to keep fit and trying to keep normal and you know. Mm bit of sanity yeah, that's the thing just keep on trying to do things uh, clean the house clean the windows <laughs> of the house last week uh, <laughs> clean some and I just cleaned uh, sort of the a few of the windows and uh, and where they um, done the gutters yet? no no not doing that too, too high <laughs> so I'm struggling but just no I, I, you know he's just trying to keep busy keep busy that's the thing but it's and it's typical now the weather's nice I know and everyone's been told like you know stay in I um I played golf last week. There's no no problem with me staying three meters away from anybody else playing with my golf. <laughs> bandit, he's a bandit. Uh, he is a bandit. Let me tell you, I am a bit of a bandit. Yeah, but you're, what are you off now? Thirteen. That's better. It's coming. What about you? Ten. I am nine point seven. Uh, Can't get down single figures. You two got too much time on your hands. And I'm on a losing run at the moment as well. I'm run, I'm one for a while, so I'll be looking forward to lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just give me a game, mate. You'll beat me. You'll get a win then. So, uh, watching any telly? Do you, do you like box sets, you and your missus? We do watch a lot of box sets. I've watched the two uh, latest ones I've watched. One was on uh, Sky, no, one was on Netflix, One was, which was called The Spy. Yeah. That's with um, Sasha Barcoin. Sasha Barcoin, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was in it. True story. R- really enjoyed that. Uh, and the other one I watched was. Uh, the Hunters on Prime. Ah. Albuquerque. It's on my list. Yeah. I haven't oh. seen it yet. No, is it good? It is good. It is very good. Nazis, isn't it? Is yeah, the uh, Nazi Hunters, basically. Yeah. But it's a bit of everything because, um, yeah, it's, it's it's based on a true story where um, after the Second World War, you know, all the, um, you know the Germans, the, the scientists were, they all kind of infiltrated America and South America. So it's just it's a. I think I'd say true story loosely based yeah. on it that things are going, but you can see how and why it would have happened. And uh, no, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite interesting. Watch, you know, it's it's fast moving. It's a, it's a good storyline to it, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's it's a good watch. Kyle, you'll be pleased to know. Guess what I've started watch. Well, 
Outlander. We about time. Last. Let's have a round of applause for at Sean. Last, yeah. So it's taking you three years, mate. How many? Yeah, but how many uh, seasons? You're on six. How many in the series? No, we we haven't started filming six yet. I they've done five, and I joined in season four. So, okay. but how many in one series? How many fifteen. In season one? Fifteen in season one. Is it? Yeah, fifteen season one. How long? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, forty-five minutes to yeah. fifty minutes long. Yeah, yeah. That's but a lot of time. It is. It is brilliant. This uh, I can't really. Oh, I shouldn't. Really, uh, well, go on. I'll say a bugger it. Um, when I was in living in London, um, group chat. Everyone's like, "Oh, what are you watching now? Netflix is just out. Amazon Prime was like just starting to become quite big." And I just finished Sons of Anarchy on Netflix, and I ch- checked the message in the group chat. Watch, we watch, watch, we watch. And someone said, "Have you seen Outlander? Season one, new thing on Amazon Prime." I was like, no, no, what's about, oh, you know, back in time, they travel through time and this, that, and I was like, all right, give it a watch. What's the first episode? I was like, mm, not for me. Didn't watch it. And um, three years later then, I had the audition for it and got the part in it. So, and I was and like, you said you loved it. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. you watched everyone. Watch everyone. I season one, it was awesome. Oh, but no, I, think, I, I, think it was, um, I think it was a maturity thing, to be honest with you. I think, because um, it's, it's not an unknown fact that a lot of the global fans of Outlander are all, you know, of... Uh, an older age, okay. an older generation. Okay. Um, but I was only about 25 at the time, or 24, 25, so I wasn't really into those sorts of period things. But then I watched it recently, well, a year ago with my... Um, I asked my phone alarm going off sound. Yeah. Um, I watched it recently with uh, my, my missus, and uh, first three or four episodes, after that, I was like, every day after work, i got to get on to watch Outlander. Well, that's the thing. I think the difficulty is you've got to watch something which, you know, your wife or family will enjoy. And if you've got kids as well... It's very difficult sometimes just yeah. to kind of what to watch together, but yeah. uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens next couple of weeks now because any, any suggestions, uh, tweet me well, uh, anything. I, t- I tell you what, uh, not just because of Kyle, but we had Katrina Balfe on uh, the podcast uh, on the phone, but uh, obviously did some research on a you know, beautiful lady, but she spoke so well, didn't she? She was lovely from Monaghan, same place as Tommy Bow, so there was a link. She is an Irish rugby fan. But... Um, I gotta be honest, Kyle. I w- I'm mesmerised by her. She is beautiful. She is, but she's a brilliant actress. She's incredible. Man. I, I, like I said last last pod, I've learned so much from her. Um, I've been very lucky enough. My character was literally straight in with uh, the two leads of the show, and the show literally does revolve around them. There's mm-hmm. not a minute. Well, there probably is a minute, but where they're off screen, but it's literally them all the time and I was with them all the time all the scenes and I just got to learn because you're always learning as an actor yeah. I suppose it's the same as any profession you're always learning the more you mm. do the more experience you get but she is phenomenal and uh, when, uh, you, you said you watched her in Ford versus Ferrari as well mm. I thought her performance now was brilliant because it was something she's the thing is with actors big actors who do one play one character all the time for so many years when they step away from that a lot of actors will struggle mm. to find a new character or, you know, it'll just be like, oh, well, there's, you know, oh, well, that's, that's, just, that's just Phil Mitchell doing yeah. something else, do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. she took a whole new uh, perspective and this character, obviously, she was from Birmingham with the accent, but she's incredible. What, what amazes me when you watch, like, long scenes, like, Jif and I work, uh, you've been doing a lot longer than me, but ours is live off the cuff stuff we know and it comes into your mind sometimes it comes into your mind you can't say it yet but how do they how they learn all the bloody words I think it's it's so it's brilliant you know when you watch these uh, you know actors actresses because I just I just find and the one that struck me was how brilliant and adaptable they are uh, it's Killing Eve like the main actress yes yes in Killing Eve what's her name now can't remember but she's brilliant she's been she's She's been nominated for so much stuff as well she's a massive scouser right and then she goes through all these accents 
Geordie something, isn't it? Uh, Geordie... Can't, can't tell if you're looking up on your phone. Yeah, I, I am looking it up on my phone. <laughs> so it's just weird. She's brilliant. Just, I mean, you can, I'm an actor, but I came over rugby. So. Yeah, well, I'm saying, but, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. I just enjoy it. And when you, you know, I, when you bump into them as well, like I, when I do, I've done a, a chat show, where's chat show for ages, and you get the Welsh actors on, and the actresses, you know, they, they are so brilliant. Yeah. And everything about them is... You know, as if they're on stage and on the show, they just come alive. It's yeah. amazing to watch them. Yeah, it is. It L- is line learning. A lot of people I think though it's quite difficult. But pers- I can only speak for myself about line learning. I know other actors who despise line learning, especially if you're doing a shit and like theatre is the worst because there's always monologues in theatres. I remember the first one I did in drama school. I played uh, Vashinin in Three Sisters, which is a Chekhov play, and I had a monologue. There was three pages of um, uh, a play textbook. And I just remember absolutely bricking it. But if, for me, if you, if if the content of the script is like good or enjoy you funny, it goes straight in. But if it's like classical text or something, it's, you'll be there for days trying to learn a paragraph. So you know what I find it difficult, right, is because I do some uh, programmes which are uh, pre-recorded um, or, you know, do a couple of television shows. Because we're doing it live and it's live, as we do live, it just, that's it. You know, there's no time for mistakes. You can't have a, a retake. And there's so much time. That's what I find would be would absolutely kill me. Patience is just waiting because in television you have to wait hours between like shoots, don't you? Yeah. Well, let's they say actors get paid for waiting, not for oh, acting. So that's nightmare. There was kills one me. on kills season me. five, right? Just now uh, we filmed season five out on the last year. We, we shot from April to November, and it's a long scene. Uh, <laughs> Very long. Very was. long. I just couldn't get my lines in, mate. <laughs> Um, but there was one one night shoot, and um, I was picked up at two o'clock in the afternoon, straight through the chair, wig rigged up, costume. I, in, in the show, I wear about fourteen different animals. Um, on set by about after three four o'clock, and then two o'clock in the morning, uh, they I was in still just in my trailer. They come over, and they were like, "Oh, Kylie, you're released." I was like, "What? Oh, what?" Just there, sat my trailer. They took me up to set for an hour. They were like, "Oh, do you want to come back for dinner?" I was like, "Yeah, go on and put me back in my trailer." And then they were like, two o'clock in the morning, all right, you're done. I was like, I'm not even getting on set. They were like, no, it's sorry. It's like coronavirus. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Ki- I just, that's, that would kill me, see. But I it's, just, it's, I just it's can't part of parcel. Like. Well, you know, all that's scripted, obviously, and you learn the lines, Jeff. Like, like what we do, you, do you ever go into it? I know you don't, but I just want our listeners to know. We obviously do some research. You've watched previous games, you know, you know the teams. But do you ever go in with any premeditated things, or is it just all off a cuff? No, no, I, I you know, it's... I, I never look at a game back. That's the thing. Because when I absorb, when I watch a game, I absorb it, so I kind of know what's happening, and I, I can see what should have happened. And if I, you know, if I see a replay as we're going on a Sunday, maybe to to check it out, I'll kind of know what I want to watch and where it is in the game. But you know, you no, know, for me, I wouldn't. I, I don't do much research because I know you know you follow the game and I watch everything that you. You know, throughout the season, so you know who's in form, who's not in form. You know who's scoring tries, who's not scoring tries. You know, kicking percentages, but basically, it comes down to the day. You know, and whatever happens on the day, you know, you've got it in your in your in your brain box. But it, you've just got to say what happens on the day because whatever he's done before that, yes, it's confidence. And if he does something which shows his confidence, you know, then you say it. But mm. Uh, otherwise, I just sit there because it's not it's not my role as a commentator, which I'm a co-commentator. It's a commentator's role to say what's happening, and it's my role to say why it's happening. 
So that's what I. So I don't. If you know, if there's a breakdown in play, maybe then, you know, oh, he went to this school and that school and that and this just to just to kill time. But sometimes then, because if it's an exciting game, you run the replay of what's happened or the try. So when it's a poor game, it's 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 harder to do. But I, I'm lucky because I watch. I've watched a lot of rugby and I've played a long time. I just think that you see things that happen and then it just sticks in your mind. Yeah. Because it's and also now I think it's easier to, to pick out because when you watch them bashing in all the time, you know, there's there's a lot of like a lot of patterns of play. Boring and yeah. pattern and then the the the, the, the next thing the, the the exciting bit then just you just it stands out yeah. a mile even more. So it's um you know, it's, it's it's a lot faster, it's a lot you know more, more brutal now and physical. So you see the the main commentator um, tells you what's happening, then you say why it's happening. Yeah. Where does Brian Moore come in? <laughs> well, whenever he wants, and talks over everyone, so he comes in whenever he wants. But yeah, Moore, you know, he's an excitable character. Yeah, it's great. You know, when you work with all different people, you 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 accept their personalities. Um, so, you know, and you just get along with everyone. I've been very fortunate, you know, to work with some amazing uh, players and broadcasters through, you know, through my career. So, you know, and, and I can't say, I've got on with, with everyone. Mm. I've been very lucky. And they're all, you know, different quirky characters. You know, commentators are, are different from co-commentators. Presenters are different from, present, touchline reporters are different. And But it's, you know, it's, somehow it all works. Because yeah. it, it has to work because if it... If this if the program is poor, everyone goes down with that program. Yeah. So you gotta make sure that the program. I remember. But what, what do you mean the program now? Just whatever the game. Say the pro. We look at it right. The the game England and uh, Wales, right? Or Wales England as we as now. We look at it as the program, not the match. Right. So there'll be VTs going in, which you know they've interviewed certain people, or you know they'll go in. Um, then you'll have teams coming on then you'll have a pitch line a reporter asking questions about uh, to the coaches and everything so all of that is the programme so we think right the match I remember I'll give you an example I was doing a game uh, I can't remember what it was now it was one of, one of the Pro 14 games and the game was absolutely crap right <laughs> And I'm sat there and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Like, and then, and then the, the, the producer goes to me, yeah, right, Jeff, it might be a shit game. Doesn't have to be a shit program. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always stuck in my mind. So you've got, you know, you got, but you can't. The one thing, you, the the one thing you can't do, right, is you can't. You got to keep your credibility, and it's very, very difficult because you've you got pressure coming from all angles, right? Oh, look, you know, try and build this. Try and build this. Try and build this. Try and build this. And you're thinking, right, okay, but you can't, you've got to keep your credibility, right? If the game isn't great, you can't say it's great. If something's made, someone's made a mistake, you've got to say it's a, it's a bad mistake. And you can't be personal or, you know, you've got to, just got to be a little bit critical. You can't be can't be personal. So, And I think what's, I've watched a few games this during this period, which just shows how important an atmosphere is, right? Yeah. Because I'm a massive fan of um, Australian Rugby League, right? And I watch a lot of it because I think that's where, throughout rugby, they they follow, you know, in training patterns, in move in moves that they do on the field and run, running angles. So all of a sudden, I watched a couple of games last weekend and they, they, they were trying to, you know, keep on going, but with no crowd, so behind closed doors. And you watch it and the hits are still the same, the plays are still the same, but with no crowd... It's weird. So no, and I think no, people maybe 
you appreciate what, how important sport is to some people. Yeah. You know, people have got different kind of um, hobbies in their life. But for the for the non-sporting fans, maybe there is, or you know, maybe now there is, how important sport is to a lot of of the you know the general public. So it is, you know, I, I just watch, and that's where sometimes if you look at the Guin- Guinness Premiership or Gallagher Premiership, as it, and now it is, it's very different from the Pro 14. And I think the the main reason is crowd atmosphere. Yeah, because mm. sometimes players, as a player, you want to play in front of the big crowd, right? You know, it's just was if you make grid programs, you want viewers. Yeah. So that's what it is. So the, when you play in a game, I I never. One thing when I when I played, I didn't want to I didn't want to go out and warm up, right? And I, when I played the amateurs, you could do what you want. No one went out to train together. Like yeah. whereas now people think, oh yeah, they're out warming up. They're warming up for forty minutes. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, okay, but it's also change and, and progression has gone. So, but when I played amateur. I just sat there, warmed myself up, just sit in the change room. I started doing warm up and stretching, and I'd I'd rub down and everything. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go out in the field, right? I would just sit there, focus, and I say, right, okay, I'm ready now. Sit there, stretch, one, two, three, and I, I start talking a lot, and I talk more and more, and I, and I walk around the change room, tell players like, this is what we're going to do, and how we're doing it. This is what I'd like you to do. This is what's going to happen when we go here, and then I would visualize. Someone shooting up to the line, like like if I'm doing a, a wing forward, I'll watch him a couple of times. Okay, he's a bit over keen. Watch out for half where he is, and all of a sudden I go like do a dummy kick and we're away, right? And I tell, and I visualize that in the change room before I go out. So then when it happens on the pitch, it's like I've seen it before. Yeah. So I'd rather do that in the change room and sit there and focus what I'm doing rather than go out and kick a ball about or do a couple of sprints, yeah, because I've done that all week. Yeah. So now is the time to top two inches. And I think that's what you know. That I just it's it's weird how you um, how things are changing. But the reason I'd want to go out, not want to go out, is because I don't want to go out there when it's half full. So when I go out at two minutes to three on a Saturday, it's rammed. Then I am, I'm up for it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's weird how different people are, isn't it? That makes total sense. Makes total sense. It rings true with me what you say about uh, the production as well. I when I first went into TV, I like to think I'm a team player. So it's about put, it's like rugby. It's like putting other people in space, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's picking up a link or teeing somebody up or doing your bit right, so you're not letting the team down. I suppose it's a lot like acting. You know, you're doing your part, but uh, you have to make the whole production. It is, yeah. Like and, you, and you back reference that. I mean, you have people like Thomas Castany, Keith Wood, Paul O'Connell, Jerry. You know, they're saying things at the you know Martin Williams when when they say things at the start of the show then you can back reference in the game to what they've said. Mm. So you kind of link it all together. So, you know, we're not like just individuals. Because, you know, being in, involved in a team sport, then it's still a team as you're doing the broadcasting as well. So yeah. for me, when I walk in, say you're doing a, a Wales game, I'll walk in, right? I don't know, what, a couple of, an hour or so before the game. And then I'll, <coughs> I'll say hello to the riggers. I'll say hello to the canteen staff. I'll say hello to the production team. And all of a sudden, you send a lot to everyone on the way in because you know they're part of our team. So yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's important. You yeah. know, appreciation of, of everyone that's involved in in the production. Yeah, it's the same on set. Like obviously, uh, yeah. Outland is one of the biggest jobs I've done, right? And the first time I went up, uh, it was just the set was huge. The, these towns that they'd built that were set in 1700s, you know, America, whatever. But there's hundreds of people on set every day. You've got makeup artists, you've got assistant makeup artists, costume, uh, grips, sound men, cameramen, yeah. everyone from about 
fifty to hundred different departments, yeah. and it's it's exactly the same. You got you say hello to everybody because you're all there trying to be good for this one performance. Like, yeah. right? No, I totally know what you mean. Jeff, uh, everyone's a bit on lockdown, uh, so there's a lot going on on social media. People doing things. I noticed on social media from a rugby point of view, people are posting old games, old tries, this, that, and the other. Now, if you could pick three games that you played in, right? That's what we're going to give him, Kyle. Three games. One club, one international, and one rugby league. Let's go that, right? What would you put out there for for everybody to have a look at again? Might be some that weren't on telly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it's one game. It's one game. Uh, I'll, I think... Uh, club game would be Bath uh, Nice maybe. Oh, that on the Knoll. On the Knoll again, great atmosphere, fog, you know, or, or mist as it or, what it was. Bath <laughs> were a great side, you know. We were kind of up and coming, I suppose. Yeah. We weren't kind of the, the finished article. So that was the one. Then you know, I remember then going home and after playing that game because they had. Uh, you know, Barnes, Hill, Hall. Uh, Andy Robinson? Andy Robinson played, he's marked me, yeah. Um, then you had Barnes, uh, Jerry, uh, Chris Chris Martin, not from Coldplay. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, John, uh, Palmer. So they, you had brilliant sides. So, and the, and the, the excitement of that game, Wednesday night, in Nice, right? And, you know, like you drive up to the Knoll. You know, on the main road, like cars of people everywhere. Like, oh, then you go like, oh my God, what's going on here? Like, you know, it's just, it was a big, first real big, big buzz, international buzz I had was that because they were coming to town and they were champions, right? And they were class. They were a class. Got a right? nice try there, didn't you? Yeah, and that was it. I remember going home and the next thing, um, what, it was, I sat down and then at the end of uh, sports night, Des Lynham said, oh, and watch this try. Never. And he was on Sports Night. Fantastic. So you think What Sports Night? Well, there we are. Sports Night <laughs> was like... Uh, so but they don't do it now. They don't do it now. No, so I know Des Lynham is. Oh, yeah, don't, like, uh, it's, it's very difficult where they run on a Wednesday night. It's like a magazine show with magazine lots of different sports. all different sports. So right, any okay. sport they went on, they would show it. So that yeah. was brilliant. And he was so, on a... So, yeah, I didn't know. And they said, oh, you're going to later on. You know? And so, oh, did watch this. And then they just finished with that try. I used to, love, I used to have a, a small black and white portable yeah, in my nice, bedroom, yeah. right? Um, oh, I thought it was the bees and he's had it my, but with an aerial out the back, Jeff, isn't it? Right? Stick it in. Yeah. And Wednesday night, uh, my old man would let me stay up a little bit later and watch it. Harry Carpenter used to present yeah. it, Des Lynham. And it would be, it would be an array of sports, you know, whatever was on. It was brilliant. It was yeah, brilliant. It was. So, so, that, so there's your club. So there's my club game, I suppose. Like, that's the one that maybe put me... Uh, international match. Oh, uh, Sydney Sevens would be a close one because I played well out there and that just showed, you know, what I could do down you know, down the Southern Hemisphere. Score that against New Zealand. Um, That'd be good to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google it after now. And then... Uh, the other one, uh, I think it's got to be Wales, Scotland, I think. Yeah. Game I was, was just going to say, you scored yeah. some tries against Scotland, by the way. Yeah, and, and like, the thing was brilliant. Like, you know, Scotland was a good side. Yeah. You know, we were 10 0 down, and then we came back, and it was just a great game. Because I love playing against Scotland, because they were like, they wanted to play exciting rugby as well. So mm. I think John Rutherford was a was a class act, yeah. you know, and he, I, I learned a lot of him at standoff, you know, my couple of games. So I, I would have to say, 
uh, Wales, Wales, Scotland. So that's when you grab it through. That one. That's the one. Yeah, Richie scored. Collins picks yeah, you up and yeah. shoves you away, and then Yayan scored as well yeah. in that one. And they had a couple of good tries as well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, rugby league. Can I just say before you answer this one, I've got one memory of you watching you live playing rugby league. It was the first time I met you. I must have been only about seven. Oh, War- Warrington <laughs> versus no, that's not that long ago. Like. <laughs> Warrington versus Wigan. And you put a kick up. You was in your own half. I don't know. If, I, I'm not a rugby league boy, so I don't know. Is it 22? Same things. Eh? Same thing. Yeah. So you put a yeah. you put a kick up, right? And I've never seen someone kick a ball so high and so far. And the fella who caught it jumped up in the air to catch the ball, and it come down so hard it hit him in the chest, and it hit him about five yards back. <laughs> he landed on his ass. I, I never way. forget that in my life. Torpedo kicks. Eh? I know. The spin. They stopped that. No. Uh, <laughs> I think it was. I loved I loved playing with Widnes. Yeah, Widnes was a was a great club that I played for. Um, I'm trying to think now. Maybe the one game, maybe Warrington, Warrington against Halifax in the cup, um, and I uh, we were losing, and then I, I scored two tries. And only <laughs> the only reason the only reason uh, I'd say that is because everyone goes, oh, you know, oh, yeah, scored that try, and I'm very lucky, right? Because I scored all, a lot of good tries on television. Yeah. So if people don't see your tries, you know, people can't imagine, but all of a sudden they're all popping up on YouTube. I was lucky enough to, yeah. to score some good tries, usually when my contract was up. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, I scored, Ray, and Ray French always tells me, uh, best two tries you scored, lad, Halifax away, yeah. in the mud. We still love Ray French. And I think you? Ray's great bloke, like real, real great bloke. Like, and, thing uh, is, I don't know if you Google Jonathan Jeffrey Davis tries, Oh, Every man. single one that comes up is an absolute yeah. pooler. Yeah. Literally, I don't, I don't think you've scored a, a try in the other opposition's half. Oh, you've scored a few crap ones. They all, they all, <laughs> they all, they all, they all they didn't make it on sports night. They all come, no, <laughs> but that's those are the three I think, and I think you pick them as well again because you guys, you know, it's you play in the side and the great the game is good and. Uh, it's it's just things you remember and yeah. people remember you whenever I go up, up to you know up north now people go I remember that try remember that try remember that try yeah. it was weird because you know you go to favourite I always go two tries against Oldham for some reason in the watershed ends just weird you know so <laughs> it's very very odd but uh, no it's um, yeah fun memories and I and I, I enjoy going back up north it's uh, it's 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 great fun nah, they they they'd be good ones to watch there's so many isn't there like um, I remember my cricket club. Uh, we used to go every September, first weekend of September up to, shall we say, the Goit Valley. We went up north. And um, a good friend of ours put all about Mike Nick, Mike Nicholas. So we MB now. MB. MB is MB. rugby. Yeah. I think I know his son. Is his son Mike as well? No, Joff. No. Joff's his brother. Joff's his brother. And his son's Mike, is it? I don't think. Maybe. Maybe he lives Joff's in Warrington. Son. Lives in Warrington. Yeah, works for Footjoy. I used to. Oh, no, no that's so. that's Joff's son. Yeah, no, oh, right, Ma- yeah. no Mike is nephew, up in Warrington. Close nephew, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but Mike would um, he'd, he'd sort us out, and we we went to watch uh, Woodness v Salford, I think it was on a Sunday. Uh, so we played cricket on the Friday and the Saturday. Had a couple of nights on the beer, and then went to watch Jonathan on a Sunday on the way home, and then Mike Nick would put us up in a in a bar. Uh, the Lord Rodney was it in yeah, um, yeah, in Warrington. That's that's right. Uh, yeah, it's right right in the middle of town. That is. Yeah. By the Unilever. Yeah, brilliant. Oh. And then, and then I went out in a gap year to Australia because my my mother's cousin was Keith Barnes, who Jeff would know, and he got me working in the Balmain Tigers, which then was a great oh, side, right? Great it was side. backdoor Benny Elias, Paul Siren, and all those. And um, can't say backdoor Benny. I right? can, <laughs> 
Ook als ik ineens de bak door verbeelden. Look at that. That sort of rolled off the tongue a little bit there. Um, Benny Elias. So we know a Benny Elias. Yeah, he was. A, but Jeff came over and played for Canterbury Bulldogs, and I used to work at like Ad Oval on a Sunday in the hospitality behind the bar or whatever it was and and Jeff was out there and he, and he played played full back a lot out there didn't he yeah scored, you scored some great tries for them too like he scored, yeah scored some good tries over there as well so that's, that's nice as well so like he scored one couple of classics for um, you know the Bulldogs then I went up to North North Queensland then I, played, I scored one because they have a try of the week so I had a try of the week in Queensland but they were just starting off then. And it was very difficult, but no, they're a, you know a, a massive, massive club. So yeah. but again, wherever you go, right? You know, you're coming from Trimsada and then like living in South Wales. Then you go to Widnes, and you live in in you know North of England, and then going to Australia and playing in. I went to a, a family a family club, really, the Bulldogs. They're all very similar. So you know, if you showed, if you came there with the right attitude. And a bit of a pride in your performances, right? People would respect you straight away. So once you know you you, you worked hard because it was very hard, you know, going 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 from Wales to the North of England was tough because everyone thought that I'd never make it because you know I was too small and too frail. But coming from you know the background I came from, you know, it's not it's not easy. And you know, you know you got to you know, scrap your way through things sometimes. So I was I was I didn't mind the the, the physical side of it, like you know when the but then it's just getting playing a good side and having a bit of run, run of luck and everything. As long as they weren't really cheap shots where you broke your jaw and everything. Or you know, I had a few, few cheap shots, but I was okay, just rode them. And then when he went to Australia then, he was a little bit harder and the, the pressure was bigger again. Because if there was a 21-year-old playing in the club and you weren't performing, you were opening it. Yeah. Okay, who your name was, you are sat on a bench. So they bought people who would influence their youngsters in training and in, um, you know, on the field as well. And in training, remember, there's just one guy who was just giving me grief all the time. What do we sign you for? You're, you know, you're not worth the money, blah, 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 blah. And, he, and he, was, he was playing with me, right? I was like, oh, do me a favour, mate. You just do my head in, all right? I scored in try. I think top try scorer that year was 14. Um, for a guy from Illawarra uh, Steel, not with Shad, the other wing, I can't remember. Then I scored nine that year, right? I only played like three quarters of the season. And then, but I remember we had a fitness session. I was le- only 11 and a half strong playing in Sydney, right? Because I was like training, like I was like, you know, fat, you know, fit and fast, like because it was a nice top of the ground. And this one guy was supposed to be the fittest in the club. And this was the one chance we had, me and him. And he did the bleep test. Oh, right. didn't say anything. And I just stood right next door to him. Then I came, I remember we, we hit 16 on the bleep test, right? And there's only me and him in it. And I'm talking to him, man, on the way. I said, you're done, you're done, <laughs> you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. And all his reputation was on being the fittest in the club. I was like, yeah. So once he stopped, I stopped the one after him. I'm like, yeah, I could have done, I could have done, done more to him, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was us, and that's what they respected, you know, and that's all you got to do is, you know, any, anybody youngsters, listen, you go out there and try your best and then you just, you know, earn the respect of the people that you play with and the people that watch you and then you've done your job. You're listening to the Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle and special guest Jonathan Jiffy Davis. Big shout out to our sponsors, Buffoon Media and the Brit Pub in Carmarthen. You can follow us on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore and on Instagram, Tuesday Club Podcast. We'll be back with more.
Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle and special guest Jonathan Jiffy Davis. We're all on lockdown, but we are at least three metres apart where we are. So, um, Jeff, time to contemplate, I think, in this uh, period at the moment. But you've had such a great career on and off the field. What's, what does the next five to ten years hold for Jonathan Davis? Come on. Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? Next, mm. uh, next five, ten years, ever changing world. You know, with um, middle-aged white struggling, now, aren't I? <laughs> About it on the on the on the way out. I think it all depends. What you know, I like the. Rug- I I hope I can still do the old, uh, you know, the rugby league and the rugby union. I do enjoy it. Um, I think I have got something to offer. It. I've been doing it for a long time, um, but I th- I just hope that you know I I still. Um, kind of get involved in in those. Um, I don't know. I, I feel, do I feel like dipping my toe into being a technical advisor in a in a rugby club? Maybe, uh, maybe that would be the thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just let's see what happens. You know, you've always fancied that, haven't you? I've caught you never crossed your mind then. Yeah, a few times, a few times. But because of the, I've always worked, you know, alongside um, my rugby days. So I've never ever been a full time pro. So I've always done a job because I think if I'm doing only rugby, I get bored with it. And you don't look at a different perspective then. Um, you're engrossed in it, so you dis- you're you very insular. And I think you close ranks. So for me, if I was involved, you know, if I was involved in a, cl- in a club, I'd want someone from the outside to come in and say, look, there's a different perspective, try it. Why are you doing this? Because it does everyone closes ranks when things aren't going well you know so no one says anything when things are when when things are going well so um I, I, you know it's i've always worked i've done the television i've done other work as well so it's been nice to have a lovely balance uh, because i know coaching is 24 7 you know it's I've, I've, i know a lot of players who have gone into coaching know a lot of coaches know you know i i played with and it is an absolutely full-time job and i don't think I don't want to be a full-time rugby guy. So mm. that's why I didn't get involved, I think, because I had the flexibility to do what I wanted to do. Um, but then, you know, looking into it, Bath offered me a position uh, years ago to be rugby director, and I turned that down because of television. But I wouldn't mind getting involved some kind of way, like mentoring or technical advisor in uh, in some capacity. So maybe that's the next step. But it's very difficult to break in because... If you say you want to do something, a lot of people, um, not the confident ones, feel threatened if you come into the environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the last thing I'd want is to take a job over. Yeah, yeah. I want to be... But, but that, that's not what you're saying, though, is it? No, no you come in and help. And I find myself in that position now. I'm coach for four years. I think i got a lot to offer. I did it for so yeah. long. Yeah. But I don't want a, I don't want a job. No. But I think we could help, you know what I mean? I, I just watched, some of you to watch on Amazon Prime, even if you're not a cricket fan, I've just watched the test. Oh, I'm going to watch that next. Watch it, That's yes. the type of thing you're going to watch. Is it? Can you watch it with uh, with your wife? Yes, you can. So, oh, right, okay, good. Uh, you, because um, you don't have to be a cricket fan, but it helps if you, if you are like me. But what they did, they were in the doldrums with all the ball tampering and this. Yeah, and the well, other they were right on. They it. were right on the bottom. And they, they employed Justin Langer, a legendary opening bat for Australia. But you see, because he was self-deprecating, he didn't think he was the man who could just do it all. He brought in guys like Ricky Ponting. Well, that's what you do. You you know, if you're gonna go into, if I ever, went, Chris. yeah, if I, if you ever go into a thing, I don't. What's <coughs> I? What did I? I listen. I don't know. Or someone. Um, I can't remember his name now. He's a, a very good, uh, motivation speaker. Um, 
Oh, but you got in, and you, and you got into uh, Boris John, Boris Johnson, Boris. Uh, he's on the five o'clock today. Um, <laughs> Boris Becker's camp, right? Yeah. And uh, that's all he did was get right people around him, yeah. and that's what he did. And then, then he moved to Formula One. I can't, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was brilliant listening. And you know that's what you should do. Yeah. You're going to say, look, I wouldn't know the scrummage. Yeah. I wouldn't know the for- get the forwards. You get a good forwarding coach in, right? This is a ball I want. This is the ball I want in this area. This is what I wanted to do in this area, this area, and, the, and then he does the forwards, and you get a backs coach say, "Look, this. Have you thought about doing this and that?" And then you sit in the side and go, "Right, technically, you're running the wrong angle. Ed. You're not creating space for this outside runner." So you just watch them aside and go, "Right, what about that?" I'm trying to improve a player, one mm. percent maybe, yeah. and that's what I'd like to do is like dip in and dip out, but then you know not be there all the time because yeah. it you would I wouldn't be able to give my best. Yeah. Because you want to watch it and say, right, that's what that's I can change that. So that's what I made. It's not just technical either, Jeff. You know, it's, no. it's like it could be psychological, oh. mental, experiential stuff. You could talk through scenarios. You know, I I I was a young coach, and I I would have been against that. But now, benefit of hindsight and experience, if I ever went in again, I would I would surround myself with expertise, experience. You know, people who could talk through situations. You know, because there's, there's a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of technical and boys go and do this and practice. But do you know what? What the difference is, Jeff? Is that top two? Oh, and also, it's it maybe it's hard, isn't it? Because it's their job. So if things aren't going well, they are going to struggle and worry about it because it's their livelihood. Mm. If I if I had a bad game, oh, well, you know. Four pints down. I didn't. I didn't worry about anything because I knew <laughs> I'd be back in work on a Monday, train on Tuesday, think about it Tuesday. Well, as these boys know, every walk of life, you know, it's 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 their livelihood, so they they've got to think about it. I suppose, you know, most most of the times because it affects most of their livelihood. So, and then I would then, you know, even sitting down with them and saying, "Right, have you thought about doing off the field? Why why are you doing something different? Get do this, do that. Just a, a mentoring role afterwards to see when they're going through tough times. Because you don't know in a change room. You get in a change room, right, and you think you have no idea what's going on in someone's uh, head or someone's mind. Just sit there and you can talk you through him, you know. Or have you been through it? I when I went through this, I had this and that and everything. So it's it's all about sharing experiences and maybe being there for people so that they can talk. Yeah. And I think mm. that's I think that's more prevalent now in rugby professional game because it is they are absolutely engrossed 100% in what they do yeah. because what they do affects everything else in their life yeah let's change tack huh? yeah go on I'll just sit there and listen to you both all day you're genuinely <laughs> good honestly no, we could talk all day yeah, a, lot of our, a lot of our listeners could literally just be like oh thank god that Kyle's not speaking again <laughs> no 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 <laughs> well next time me and Jeff are doing an, an after dinner buy tickets come and see us well, right. you, well, yeah I'm not allowed to ask anymore am I? I'll be a while um, no, well, I, uh, whatever you want to do in the next five to ten years, I hope you get to do what you want to do. But yeah. it would be a shame if you weren't on the TV doing the commentary because I think you are a household name. National oh, Treasure, yeah, Sean said. It all, it all changes. You come out with uh, some pearlers in your time as well, don't you? You do. It's, it's, you know, what's going to happen with Six Nations, you don't know, do you? But, uh, and I want to be and I want to be single for your handicap in golf. Yeah, me too. I just want to do a chance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not too. a chance. Well, you, you know, but then again, you're going to have a Because what you do now, you can play a lot, right? But that you're practicing bad things. What you need to do, again, is go to an expert, have yeah. a lesson, and practice. <laughs> That's right. And then you like, you know, rather, rather than just doing the same things all the time. But, uh, and it's that time of the week again, Kyle, shameless play. Uh, new business coming up Great Days Golf Chief's an ambassador yeah. just about to hand him over a load of kits so we play lots of golf mate and lots of travelling have to look at the kit first before I wear it <laughs> <laughs> do 
just in case. Right, obviously every week we do talk a lot about films and that, so we ask obviously. a lot of questions for our guests. So the first one I want to ask you is your top three films. Oh, it's a real tough one, because I, I absolutely love anything that's great in the cinema, right? I will go and, uh, I'll go and watch. Um, so, and I love all, and I have good shows on television, I love comedies and, uh, and things like that. So I think maybe my favourite film is Gladiator. I think it's just, it's just a great film. It yeah. is a good film. It yeah. is a great film. The great story, and you know, and then, um, good when I I went to watch my first film I ever went to watch was Butch Sass, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid with my dad. I remember that with um, Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. Uh, Redford oh. yeah, really? Yeah. Is it was it Ali McGraw? It was like Ali McGraw. That's see, right. love story. Um, she was in Love Story. That was, that was another. She was yeah. with him with, when, um, when they were on the bike. Um, yeah. Raindrops keep falling on my head. head. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Uh, so um, that's that's the second. That's the, I got so many right. I so I I'm a big. I do like Daniel Craig in James Bond. Yeah, I do like him in it. So <sighs> Casino Royale. Um, I do like things like Dustin Hoffman is just an amazing yeah. actor. Robert De Niro is a great actor. Uh, because I'm a James Bond fan I, it, Rain Man is up there right um, but I will go with um, Casino Royale oh. is Daniel Craig your favourite James Bond well, that's a tough one I actually uh, <laughs> I was side in, question I was going to a, 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 a dinner right or a, a Christmas party Jeff, in Jeffrey Archer's uh, apartment in London <laughs> yeah, this is really weird right? well, how do you do like how do you do well you know I'm, me for all, you know, you know <laughs> how did I counsellor's wife to Sarah and like I'm in his flat like going up in the flat and Jeffrey Archer's and he's like <laughs> Jonathan come with your come with your daughter have you yeah piss off Jeff right <laughs> <laughs> Jeff <laughs> so he's there you know, and then, I mean, honestly, I'll never forget I'm in the lift like lift goes and I stood in the lift now and the lift goes up and then go, opens out in his apartment right overlooking the Thames it's an amazing place amazing place and um, I stood there like next thing door, as the doors are shut in Roger Moore steps in oh, oh, oh never oh, I like that uh, he goes uh, hello I said hello <laughs> I'm Roger I said uh, I'm Jonathan <laughs> How is it? <laughs> Do you remember it's, else? It's spitting him just uh, doll, right? Roger Moore. He never said anything. With it, one eyebrow raised oh, up. It was his left one or his right one. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? And I noticed the other one. I was in the uh, I was in the lift in a hotel in London, and uh, Donald Sutherland walked in. Oh right. Oh, he is a striking, striking guy. You know, once God, six foot odd, like piercing blue yeah. eyes. You think, oh, look at him. What a, he's an amazing actor, wasn't he? But he was, he was. So, His yeah. son wasn't too bad either. Yeah, he was no. pretty good. 24. Kiefer? Yeah. I, I know. Did you watch that 24? I did, yeah. yeah. I watched a bit of it. It just went on a bit. You know? Yeah. 24. Yeah. <laughs> 24. I watched about 12. I watched about 12, I think. I watched it up to about 12. <laughs> right then, another question. If... Uh, do you know what? If there is a film made about you, I will buy a minute. Who could I play if it was a film made about you? I'm not sure this podcast would make it. <laughs> Who would play you in a film oh. that is made about your life? I'm looking forward to this answer. <laughs> I don't know. So it's again when you appreciate great actors, it's like you know Hoffman and De Niro, and even now you got uh, just look at um, Bradley Cooper, Leonardo DiCaprio, and all them. You know, I I, I wouldn't know. Come Matt, on, who do you want to play? I, I think if it's. Uh, 
think I'd go now because I see I do like um, Star is Born and I think the way Bradley Cooper acts as well so I think he'd be able to pull off our mullet used to sport I, as well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's versatile as well. Could he, yeah. pl- could he pull off playing in Kaka from Sarano? I'm not sure, I see. I'm not sure. The second field where we used to go clean the, the cow patch off before we played. I don't think he'd, he'd cope with that. So okay. let's go. Uh, yeah, my wife loves uh, Bradley Cooper. So yeah, we go Bradley Cooper to play me. Right, well, well, we got him on the show next week, so we'll tell him. <laughs> I'll move in, I'll be on as well. Right, we're going to finish off now, Jeff. We've taken enough of your time. Uh, not that you've got a lot to do in uh, lockdown no, at the moment. No, crack on. We're going to go up and end there. <laughs> right, so quick fire questions. Uh, not too much thinking. No ambiguity. Ready? Yeah. League or union? Oh, tough one. Uh, at my prime, I played league. Wine or beer? Oh, is it Guinness? Can be. That's a tough one, Alice, because I usually go Guinness to start and then red wine. So I'd have to go, at the moment, red wine. <laughs> Indian or Chinese? Oh, depends. If it's a takeaway, Indian. If it's sitting, Chinese. Yeah, we just had one a couple of weeks ago in London, remember? We did. For three in the morning, steaming. <laughs> My wife listens to this. <laughs> yeah, don't matter. <laughs> don't matter. There's so don't much matter. food. It only, 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 only oh, had too much to drink. Could have fed like another ten of us on the table. Could have. <laughs> uh, Swansea or Cardiff? That's a tough one because lived in Cardiff for twenty years. Now we're living in Swansea, but I'm a Slantley boy. What about Neath? Good you answer. played for Neath. Can so we I come in there? I can't say. Can't pick tonight because if Jack's ate me, <laughs> Cardiff put up with me. So there we are. Witness or Warrington? Oh, you can't these questions too hard. I, uh, I tell you what, right, oh. every single week he leaves the hard ones to last. Every Warrington, yeah. it's like you know, Witness gave me the opportunity, and then Warrington, then kind of, I won the Man of Steel. Oh, so you played well again, in again. I enjoyed Warrington. He was because I was gonna. I really, really enjoyed Witness. Right, it was brilliant time. A great, great team. Um, but then I was gonna retire. And then Warrington just gave me a new lease of life. Sean Connery or Roger Moore? Oh, Sean. Sorry, Rog. Sorry, Rog. <laughs> Sorry, Rog. In the lift. Uh, and finally, three words to describe Jiffy. Uh, loyal. Um, passionate. And um, dependable. Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on the Tuesday, Cliff. Cheers, <laughs> You've been amazing. Right, brilliant. That's Jonathan Jeffy Davis. Can but we get... do we have to finish? Can what? we stay for another three hours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Thanks, Jeff. No, Appreciate pleasure. It. I enjoyed it, boys. Stay stay I hope the listeners enjoy it. Yeah, they will. Stay safe, eh? Cheers on you. Thanks, man. Wheels. Yeah. Ah, I got you. Bastard. <laughs> the Tuesday Club is available to listen to on Spotify and iTunes.